Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Today I'm talking with Jackson Galaxy. Jackson is a unique presence in the pet psychology world. Not only is he a rather tall fellow with a shaved head and arm sleeves of cat tattoos, but he's also exceptionally experienced, he's well-known, highly regarded, and he's been working with cats for over 16 years, including eight years in a high-stress cat shelter at the Humane Society of Boulder Valley in Colorado. It was while working at the shelter that Jackson's fascination and empathy towards cats grew. Jackson was a musician, a songwriter, and an actor. And you know what? I didn't know that. That's cool. And you brought your performer's fascination with observing the everyday. You know, I love that, the conscious awareness of, of of the moment, right? Right. And the constant accessing of deep emotionality to help you at the animal shelters and Oh, I can't imagine a better person to be with the animals at the shelters. So you did a lot of research. You read everything you could find on cats, and you applied what you learned to adoption, to counseling, and to ongoing socialization of the resident cats. And you talk about a gift that that made you the cat listener that you are today. I want. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. Um, but you've done so many other things, and I, I, I heard a little rumor that you've got a TV shows coming up. We'll have to pump you for that later. Get, okay. get whatever details we could get. You know, we love that stuff. Um, but I want to welcome you to the show. So thanks for being here, Jackson. Oh, thanks so much for having me, though. Great. Um, you know, I know you have a goal, and it's it's a common one, which is what makes us kindred spirits here, and it's to prevent the overcrowding of shelters prevent the abandonment of animal companions and the ultimate killing of animals in the country. And I know near and dear to your heart and mine is the killing of cats in our country. And I know that you're affecting a change in cat culture, and I hope hope me as well. I mean, that's part of our goal together. Um, both on the guardian side, the veterinarian side, and also on the shelter rescue side. Right. And so we want all of our fellow kindred spirits to help spread the word, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So tell me about the night the shelter cats gave you the gift that made you a cat listener. Well, I, you know, I, I had already begun to um, do a lot of reading about cats and behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I started working at the shelter. To be honest, I was a musician and I wanted to 
work with with something other than human beings, <laughs> and I just wanted something <laughs> you know a little more simple, you know, and and, uh-huh. and cleaning poop out of cages for eight hours a day was fine with me. Yeah. So that's how I started. But as time went on, I I realized even though I adore anything animal that I come in contact with, yeah. that cats and I sort of had a an understanding that that. I thought everybody had, and I guess I was wrong, you know. And no. uh, the problem was that, that that shelter at the time, as, as well as so many others and most, are, were very dog-centered. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that meant that the enrichment programs were 100% dog. Mm-hmm, so you could mm-hmm. take a dog, and to keep them from going kennel crazy, you could have volunteer training sessions, you could have uh, more of a complete foster picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but cats had nothing. And yeah. so, you know, we were killing a lot of cats, and yeah. obviously more than dogs. Um, and I, being the only guy there who was tuned into cats, they started sort of using me in that capacity. And mm-hmm. so I was doing a lot of research anyway, and doing a lot of hands-on. And I felt really blessed that I was able to work with the, with with my cat friends, you know, on a moment-to-moment basis and say, oh, wait a minute, I want to try this out and go and try it out, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it was about, at the, at the at this time, I was the community outreach liaison for the shelter and I was preparing a, a presentation for the next day and I could never, I have the worst, you know, for a cat guy, I've got the worst ADD in the world. I, I, mean, I, I cannot focus. You know, the, the only time I could focus is one o'clock in the morning when nobody else is around. Yeah, got it. Okay. So I'm there. It's one o'clock in the morning, and it was just a really horrific thunderstorm going on. And oh, you know, okay. our shelter at that point was it, it was falling apart. I mean, mm. and so um, my office, the wall of my office, basically connected to the cat impound area. Okay. And so any cat that came in stray uh, or was surrendered and due for evaluation the next day, uh, plus at that point it was kitten season, so there was oh kittens boy. everywhere. Yeah. So we were absolutely jam-packed full of cats, and every one of those cats was screaming. Mm-hmm. And there was no way mm-hmm. I was going to get my work done. I was going nuts. Mm-hmm. So I just walked into the impound area. And started working, you know, Anitra Fraser, who uh, wrote The Natural Cat, mm-hmm. and also, uh, I believe, I don't know if she's a co-owner, but she was, I think, a co-founder of Halo. Oh, um, oh cool. She, okay. Uh, she, she knows everything about everything. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, she really, I, I sort of bowed down to her. And at that point, she had been talking about this concept of the cat, I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's what she called it. it ah. For me, it was... It was this way of, I had seen it done before. I could do it, for sure, which was, a, it's a slow blink. Okay. That by sort of relaxing your face, putting no intention behind behind your gaze, softening mm-hmm. your eyes, making eye contact in that respect, and doing a slow blink, mm-hmm. and what she would say is that, you know, eyes open, you're saying the word I, this is to yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you say the word I, close your eyes, love, back open you. Wow. I love you, just like that, and that's just to put a generic intention behind behind your eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she would do that walking down the streets in New York, the, the cats and the brownstones, and and, wow. and that's how she discovered it that, that this was this way in with wow. cats. And I just at that moment said, okay, 
you know, I got to get these guys to to calm down, and mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is how this is how I know how to do it. And okay. as it went, it was probably about an hour and a half to two hours going cage to cage to cage to cage, every one of them just wow. mellowing out oh. until the point where I just sort of, the, the room was quiet and I sat down on the floor and I, yeah, that was the moment where you mm-hmm. go, oh, we could, oh, okay, I can, wow. I, I can do something here. Uh-huh. And yeah. um these guys just gave me a gift and uh Oh what a, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and and there's no looking back at that point. No, no, uh, it's like you you tapped into the the secret handshake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, if the cat's had a, a mason right, type of deal, right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. The, the catatonic lodge, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, it's funny, and I'm sure that you have the same experience with your communication skills where mm-hmm. you just thought that everybody had this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you yeah. This was part of... Uh, our shared experience. Yeah. And it's not. And, it's not, no. Um, but that's not to say, and I know that, that you uh, teach this as well, it's not to say that everybody can't have it. Um, well, and and, yeah, and what they need is the uh, the concept and the willingness. And that's it, right? I mean, a little time to practice. It's the willingness, the availability, and the commitment. Yeah, you yeah know exactly. I mean, that's... That's really all it boils down to. I mean, the fact oh. is that if it weren't for the fact that everything that cats do fascinates me, mm. wow. know, if it wasn't for that, remember, I, I, I have the attention span of a fruit fly. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm off, you know, in the middle of the sentence, I'll lose myself, you know, but, <laughs> but, but if, if I'm watching cats, I mean, you know, I've had experiences where I'll just be sitting in a cat colony, you know, a feral mm-hmm. colony, or yeah. uh, we have a rescue up north from here yeah. where there's 700 cats, and you mm-hmm. just sit there watching them navigate through space yeah. and uh, how each muscle moves, how how they interact with other beings, and it just never gets old for me, so that, wow. that, that also is a blessing. It is. Wow, I love that. That is so cool. Oh, I'm going to practice that with mine. I, I mean, I've had interesting experiences, you know, with cats. I was known as, for, even when I was a little bitty kid, little bitty girl, you know, I could, you know, connect with the ferals, you know, and they would come up and it let me pet them and, you know, rub their bellies and, and carry them around, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I really get it. I get that. Well, I mean, I think so. that the, the people's experiences with feral cats and is so telling mm-hmm. because really you have to make yourself as unhuman as possible in order to be accepted because there there's almost an ingrained distrust of anything on two legs. So yeah. mm-hmm. you true. really have to. Put your, you have to put your cat hat on pretty much and, and, okay. you know, see the world as they see it. And that's the only way to, to, to gain their trust in, in, a, you know, a relatively quick fashion. You know? Uh huh. Uh huh. I like what, I like that you said that because that leads me to one of my questions for you. Mm-hmm. Seeing the world as they see it. Yeah. As you said, it is 
not a human viewpoint at all, no. right? So tell me, tell us more about how cats see the world. And you know what, just to, to put okay. an exclamation point on that, okay. it, it's not a human and it's not a dog. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That, that there is, there's so many people who get frustrated because the cat's not acting like a dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, in my experience, has led to a quicker resignation of, the, of a problem mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a uh, disintegration of any bond that might have been there mm-hmm. and the subsequent surrender to a shelter or just open the door and let the cat out. And yeah. it, it, it's that's – if I have a job, that's my job is, is to – uh, show you what the cat's eye view looks like, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. and and uh, what makes them. Because look, if I can be fascinated by them, I do believe that that most everybody else will be fascinated by them, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. that comes yeah. from somebody who is, I'm fascinated by by dogs too, and 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 yeah. and, and, and horses, and I, I yeah. adore them, you know, yeah. but. Um, for some reason, I feel like it's the cats that are the ones who get misunderstood. And I think yeah. that misunderstanding is what leads to, like I said, sort of an emotional yeah. divestment. It does. It does. You know what? There's so much. The cats get a bad rap. <laughs> they get well, a bad, yeah. they yeah. get a bad rap because they're, they are so different. They're so independent, you know, like, not like a dog that, you know, Hangs on our every move, and you know, just wants to please us and and play yeah. with us. And and cats look at us very differently. Okay, and, so and, you know, go ahead. I, and just like you had um, had, uh, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But, but uh, <laughs> there is that that thing. Of, oh, I that I was just saying that I was. I, I started experimenting with a blog. I you know, they, they've told me that oh, you got to do a blog, you but I blog. because I have my short attention span, <laughs> I started videoing it. You know. Oh, that's cool. Okay, video is cool. Yeah, uh-huh. so I did my first installment last night, and I'm going to post it probably the next week or so. Okay. But in it, I said there's that argument of semantics, the difference between what I, – I don't know if you know my friend uh, Kate Celisti, but she's an animal communicator as well. You're right, and right. She Colin. used the word – the words uh, to describe cats in, in terms of detached love. Uh-huh. I love that. Okay. Detached love. That's the, 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 what they embody. And that we confuse that with aloof. And that's what I was talking about in the video blog post last night, is that the word aloof implies a disinterest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's not the case. They're no. They're disinterested in you. Yes. But you have to really check your ego at the door when dealing with a cat. That's you right. Know, that's the bottom line, is that, look, I'm saying get a dog. Get uh-huh. six dogs. Have dogs in your life. They're beautiful, <laughs> yeah, they and, and and they will greet you and and mm-hmm. and fetch you things That's and, right. and and treat you like <laughs> the god or goddess that you are. But <laughs> the cat will not do that. And no. we, and and the main difference is that <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you. The world revolves around the territory, ah. and you happen to be an important part of the territory, but you're not the be all. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's that's right. really the first main distinction in terms of seeing the world from a cat's eye view. That you you have to realize that just because you provide warmth, affection, food, and and routine mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that 
you are the world. Uh, yeah. In fact, not even remotely necessarily. So. Not even remotely necessarily. <laughs> you no. <know. laughs> no, I mean, good is, ego they really, they, yeah. they, their, their main concern uh-huh. is territorial stability, is knowing that what my territory looked and felt and smelled like yesterday, mm-hmm. it looked and feels and smells like today and mm-hmm. will tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's their main concern, you know. So right. everything that we do in terms of enriching their environment um, is based around that need. And I, I don't want that to sound cold. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hear it as cold. I mean, somebody might, I, I guess, but... To me, like you said, enriching a cat's environment and enriching, in effect, our relationship with cats depends on us understanding these concepts. And this is a critical one. It establishes the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And if a cat's in a comfort zone, then they can relax, right? Right, right. Um, And that, as you said, it depends and, and is so connected to the concept of my world looks and feels and smells like it did Yesterday and today and tomorrow. And when things change, without their permission or participation, I guess we should say, mm-hmm. um, and then we've got a problem. And they're going to let us know about it in some, you know, in some ways that... <laughs> in some undesirable ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out a way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, again, we, we get back to the concept between the distinction between detached love and aloofness. Mm-hmm. That detached love means that you still get the love, you still get the kid, the, you know, mm-hmm. depending on their personality, mm-hmm. the cat who sits on your chest, sleeps with you, purrs constantly when they're near you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there is still that, but they feel most of the time just fine mm-hmm. surveying you as much as it. But and that being said, I think the one thing that that you and I would both strongly agree with is that you know it's all about the individual. I mean, yeah. it, it's you know like a, a bunch of cats sitting around right now talking about all humans, mm-hmm. and saying yeah. all humans do this, <laughs> yeah. all humans define their world. Well, right. Of course, me and you would would take incredible offense to that. Uh, maybe we want to be individual. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. Different. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, I was just uh, again. This is I was saying this in the video blog last night. Was that mm-hmm. yes, that you have the detached love. In the meantime, mm-hmm. I have a cat who literally will shove her entire head in my mouth while I'm sleeping <laughs> because she needs to be that close to me. You you can buck her off of you 12 times in an hour, and she will come back 13 times. (laughs) She just needs to be, you know, near my pulse points in my neck. She needs Uh, to be there, uh, you know. So that's just her experience and her personality. Oh, that is wild. I love that. Wild is a a nice way of saying it. Uh It's not so nice when you wake up with a cat's head in your mouth. Oh yeah, you're the the lion tamer of the the small lion. I know, I know. I wish she would know. Though, Maybe that she I'd... has a past life of you guys as as a her. She was the lion. You were the trainer. She's still trying to complete that trick. <laughs> Why in my sleep? You know what I mean. There, it has oh. something to do with snoring. But... Right, right. Well, that could be too. She's trying to see what the heck all that noise is. Where that oh, noise oh, is coming from? Come, yeah. It's just kind of equivalent of stuffing a sock in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, 
Oh, that's too funny. No, our, our new cure for snoring, right? I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. The cat head. Right? <laughs> Actually, I had a client. Who, oh, I love uh, it. He snored. Well, he had terrible sleep apnea, which is what it turned out to be. Yeah. But the cat would actually pee in his mouth. <gasps> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, well, she oh, was literally trying to put the fire out. No! <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh because it wasn't me. But oh, yeah, boy. yeah, we're laughing. I'm sure yeah. he wasn't. No, oh, that's no. that's hysterical. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, there, there they are. They're trying to help, aren't they? You know, honest to God, they're trying to help. They're, yeah. They're, they're connecting. Uh, or, you know, by, like I said, stuffing a sock in it. Yeah, just make, make it stop, whatever. Uh, I have a feeling that that she's wondering where... It's like there's this vibration with the snoring, right? And if you think of the purring, oh, yeah. there's a vibration with purring. And so maybe she's trying to figure out what's what's broken with your purrer. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I tried to do a little CAT scan in there and figure out so she can fix it or something. I don't know. Well, and there's also, you know, this is a very interesting thing that that, that there's so much we don't know about the purr, mm-hmm. and in terms of the um, the vibrations per second, you know, the thing that facilitates healing, yeah. that, that that actually the purr actually facilitates the quickening of physical healing and things like that, mm-hmm. and I and also, you know, the other thing is that we know that when cats do the kill bite on their yeah. prey, yeah. they'll kick up their purring as well. Really? In order to put their prey into sort of a trance before they kill them. Wow! Um, so I always think, yeah, that's that's the other thing about the the, the apnea and the and the, the snoring is, you know, the cat is recognizing, hey, we need to sync up our our vibrations here. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's my gentle way of looking at it. <laughs> stuffing a sock in it. Thing. Right, right. I got it. Oh, that's funny. Right. Well, this is so much fun. Uh, okay, I want to ask you about, I know you partnered up with Dr. Jean Hovey to mm-hmm. co-found Little Big Cat. Yeah. Want to talk about that for just a minute and sure. what y'all do there? Well, I mean, we're we're now sort of across the country from each other, so I yeah. mean, we, we are the best of friends. Uh, we don't, uh, Little Big Cat is not uh, sort of an active entity much anymore. I mean, we still have our... Okay. Our database at littlebigcat.com, and mm-hmm, we'll yep. always keep that up. It's it's been Gene's labor of love for a number of years. Mm-hmm, yeah. Again, yeah. I don't I don't like to type, but um, <laughs> I just dictate things. But um, <laughs> and she can type for days. But she's also a font of information, uh, yeah. especially when it comes to nutrition and mm-hmm, uh, yeah. really hot button topics like declawing. She's really become a go-to authority. So, yeah, we keep that database up. But when we started Little Big Cat, basically when I left the shelter uh, in, I guess it was 01 maybe, uh, at that point my private practice uh, and the practice I was providing for the shelter, and it just started getting too big and mm-hmm. I, I needed to sort of reassess okay. where I could be of the most help. So I yeah. left. Yeah, okay. But I was still fairly um uh insecure, I guess, to to be out there by myself and yeah. um people had been t- it was Kate Celesti actually had been saying you guys have got to meet each other. You, you know, she's a cat vet, you're a cat behaviorist, you guys are absolutely going to love each other. You have the same core values. Mm-hmm. And we met at a just a gathering of um pet professionals that that Kate would host every month, and mm-hmm. it was just a networking thing. And within literally 15 minutes, we started a business. 
Wow. We met and we, we said, no, we have a lot of work to do. And uh-huh, let's uh-huh. do this work. And wow. Yeah, and that was almost 10 years ago, nine years ago. I mean, it was yeah. long and I, it, it, it was incredible that, that at that point it was so much an important thing that we had to do. And, and all we did was we said, we're going to offer mind body consultation. So that means that we're going to come over to your house. She's going to assess the body. I'm going to assess the rest. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that way we can have what we consider to be the most comprehensive uh, consultation that you could possibly have with your cat. Mm, that's brilliant. A brilliant yeah. approach. You know, that that's partly what I found, you know, in my practice is that you can't just focus on one thing. You take you take the whole being because they're, guess what, connected. You know, the oh, yeah. emotional, mental, body, uh, everything is all connected. And I feel weird because, I mean, I was mm-hmm. definitely spoiled by Jean and uh, as, as a, a cat-only veterinarian, Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a level of understanding of cats, and plus, and this is rare, I think, is that she was willing to learn from me, and mm-hmm. yeah. and so that those qualities made us incredibly uh, functional together. And mm-hmm. uh, but we've both taken away things from each other that um, are invaluable. I mean, yes. We both hooked up, you know, I live in California now, she's still in Colorado, and mm-hmm. we hooked up um, this year she came out, the PAW Project in California, who spearheaded the, um, the declaw bans in, uh, or bringing them to the, to the city councils, everywhere from San Francisco to L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. to uh, Hollywood, I mean, w- w- mm-hmm. to Santa Monica, and they, she brought... Uh, both Jean and I to these city councils to speak in front of them, and again, it was that that feeling of having a one-two punch uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. really uh, I think helped our cause and, and got all the yep. bans passed, and uh, yep. it was really so. Yeah, so Jean and I still, and and also Jean cool. began Spirit Essences uh, back in '95. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Spirit Essences is our uh, flower essence line for animals, and she started in '95 when we got together. And uh, again, I, I think it was 2000 or 2001. Um, the, the business had sort of wilted because mm. it was just a lot of effort, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it was something that I really wanted to do. So okay. I sort of resuscitated it, and okay. um, we went to town on it. And yeah, it's it's now a really great business and. Great. Um, it still it helps a lot of animals. So. Yes, it does. Um, I'm thinking some of our listeners may not know what that is. You want to give us a little brief on what a uh, flower right. essence and spirit essences are? Well, flower essence therapy is just it's a holistic modality. Uh, flower essences have been around since the 1930s. Dr. Edward Bach is the one who started uh, flower essence therapies. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you would know his name. Bach is, is also uh, Rescue Remedy, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, as well known as as essences get, they sell them in all the big chains now. And, they do. Um, basically, what we're trying to do is gently affect change by uh, by allowing the person or the animal to change themselves. Now, th- that sounds all hokey, and but, but the the thing is that we have flower essences. The way you make a flower essence. Literally, you put the flower in brandy or vodka or Mm -hmm. some alcohol to hold its 
energetic signature, mm-hmm. put it in the sun, and uh, usually it's about a 24-hour sit, and after that, the energetic signature of that flower is in the brandy, and mm-hmm. you then have an essence. So it's not aromatherapy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's energetic signatures. Mm-hmm. Each flower, or in some cases, um, there we have practitioners who formulate essences of events of animals mm-hmm. uh, you know they, and of course they don't take the physical animal but <laughs> we have over 400 different essences that we use from all over the planet mm-hmm. and wow. that allows us to say okay we have a very specific problem here and let's just take separation anxiety okay and we know that this is what happens to a dog or a cat when they're go- or a horse or or a bird when they're going through separation anxiety how do we address it? And we go through the keywords. Okay. We go through our 400 essences, uh, mm-hmm. and we pick usually between 10 and 15 that we think will address it well. Wow, and, interesting. Okay. And uh, then we we bring it out to our clients. And here's the cool thing is that between Jean's uh, clients, uh, her patients, and mine, mm-hmm. we get to test things. Right. What did we get? What didn't we get? Bring it back to the drawing board and perfect it. So that's that's kind of the unique uh, take that we've been able to have on it. And I, to be honest with you, I've always been astounded by the results. Gene, really? Gene, yeah, Gene's yeah. always expecting it. And, I, and I'm just one of those guys who, just, you know, I'm I'm a prove it to me type of person. And, mm-hmm. and you know, being the owner now of the company for however long. Mm-hmm. I still get it proved to me on a daily basis. And, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, I, it is. It's amazing. It's awesome. I got a letter yeah. this morning, actually. For, we have a formula called Rainbow Bridge, which is basically there to allow the animal to release this world um, during yeah. their last, uh, whether it's days, weeks, hours, just to let them to let the animal know that it's okay to release your job. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, okay. And at the same time, for the human to get out of self a little bit and allow right. Allow so your people take these too, right? Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. And she wrote us a letter and and let us know about the passing of her cat this weekend, mm-hmm. and but how okay it was. Wow! Oh, that's you great. Know, it was her twenty-year-old cat, and oh. and it, it was this beautiful memorial, but it was yeah. also a testament to. What um, the, the the beauty of in, what I would call intentional medicines mm-hmm, can be, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. the, these flower essences not only work on on an energetic vibrational level, but they also there, there's a certain measure of intentional allowance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know that that by putting the essences on your hands and then and then you touching your animal. Yeah. That you you facilitate connection and, right, right. Uh, and intent and it's so I, I again it's one of those things I can't it's amazing how things have fallen into place mm-hmm. over the last ten years or yeah where I can't imagine what else I'd be doing with my life you know yeah well you were born to this you know yeah for sure which is yeah. amazing because I I think that that we're all born to something and yeah. and to uh, have the um, you know the the privilege, I guess, of being able to serve that is is 
pretty special. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Oh, so I want to go back uh, to uh, you touched on a, some, a couple of specific issues people have with cats. Yes. Separation, anxiety, and then, of course, end of life, you know, transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some of the more common um, problems people have with cats. So give, give them some clues on what to work with. What would you say the number one problem is maybe that, that cat owners have? And do you have any tips that you might can give us for that? Well, I mean, I, I think that really it comes down to two major things yeah. that I spend most of my days dealing right. with, which is litter box issues and yep. aggression. Yeah. Uh, those two things uh, speak to the root of what we don't understand about cats. Exactly. Um, and that's what it leads to the, the heightened frustration and, uh, you, you know, getting to the end of your rope a lot faster than you would with your child or your dog or your husband or wife. or. You well, know. you know, when you're getting bit <laughs> or well, you yeah. poop and well, pee off, you know. I was going to say the house. poop and pee issue seems to be that hot button. Topic, it's a hot right? button. You yeah. know it is, yeah. Yeah, it's it a nasty is. hot button. Well, you know, I, so, I mean, it's hard for me to give blanket advice to, yep. to cure litter box problems. Well, the, the main thing that you break it down to is, is it physical? Is there a physical component? Yeah. So I will say to everybody, before you ever work with me, before you ever come to your home, before we do a phone consult, clear it with your vet. Right. So that um, means going uh-huh. in and, you know, look, if the cat has diarrhea, uh, uh-huh. you should be doing a fecal exam. Yeah. If your cat, one of the, the, the hints that your cat is expressing a physical issue. Now, again, I can't be totally blanket about this, but yeah. it's usually one of those things that goes ding, 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 as soon as someone says it, mm-hmm. is when your cat poops or pees right by the box. Okay. It's almost that message of, I'm, look, I'm trying. I'm mm-hmm. trying here, but the box represents pain to me. It uh-huh. represents discomfort. I don't know that it's my body that feels like crap right now. Mm-hmm. I know that the box makes me feel like crap, and it hurts. So why would I keep going in there? I'll go next to it mm-hmm. uh, with the hope that the evil box won't make me hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see something right by the box, most of the time, that's what, what's going on. So, again, yeah. immediately into the vet. Um, I know that we all, these days especially, have very limited incomes. When someone calls me and they say, I need your help, and I say, well, I'm going to cost this much money, mm-hmm. but before that, you got to go to the vet, and it's going to cost you this much money. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it's that's just how, that's how the cost it is. of, of cost of having a man, an animal. You know, of, of yeah, yeah. Being, a, being a caretaker. You know, yeah, uh, I was going to. Okay. That's a great way for, of putting it. Yes, exactly. It, yeah. It's it's about um, a commitment that you made, and, right, and, right. Uh, and you have to do it. And so right. I I would say you know what it's it's that normal package. Uh, of urinalysis and or fecal exam and a blood test to determine if there's anything going on because we don't want to be sitting here with me pretending that there's a behavioral problem when they're really raising that red flag and saying, yeah. you know, yowch, yeah. I hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, the one thing I have to add, Jackson, is that sometimes the vet test and the way the vets are looking at the problems, they simply don't catch something. You know, I, I've had a lot of clients come to me and, you know, the vets have given them a clean bill of health. Um, but when I ask the cat, 
the cat says, yes, I'm having trouble. It hurts. It doesn't hurt all the time, but it hurts sometimes. Or it used to hurt. It's, I still think it's going to hurt. You know, that, that can be an issue also. Um, but, you know, they know. I mean, as a communicator, that's, of course, my job. So mm-hmm. if the cat says, I mean, who knows better than the cat how they're feeling, right? So, so we, even sometimes if your cat, if your vet says that your cat's okay, um, there may be something else going on still physically. It doesn't rule it out completely. No, and and, and honestly, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. the guardians need my permission, I guess is the word, or they need permission Uh to, to say, no, I know something's wrong. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of times, you're absolutely right, you're not going to get what you need from a vet. For yes. instance, too often. Let's, let's say we've got a problem with inappropriate urination, mm-hmm. and, the, and and I look at the cat, and I, this is just, I trust my gut, and, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. that there's something going on. Yes. And I know that there's something going on just by the combination of gait, tail posture, uh, social interactions. I, mm-hmm. I know something's up. So yeah. they they take the cat to the vet. They do a urinalysis clean. Nothing's going on. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. say no. Go back. They do an mm-hmm. X-ray. Nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. They go back again, and they do an ultrasound. And in the ultrasound, they see the stones. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's there. There's something yeah. there. And yeah. I, I know that that you, there a lot of times. And I'm not trying to disparage an entire community here. No. But there's a lot of times when the vet's office will be like, "Why are you?" throwing money away right? because, you know, this ultrasound is not going to cost you $500 mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. $600 or however much it costs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go with your gut. Yeah. You know, yeah. because nobody, not a doctor, not me, nobody knows the animal that you share your life with more than you do. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, and talk to them. Learn how to communicate with your cat. I was going to say that, that what you and I do right. is we give the guardian's permission to trust their relationship with with the animals yes. they share their lives with, exactly. and and that more than anything, it's not like we're we're you know uh, I mean to a certain degree we're teaching you things, but to another degree we're we're giving you permission to trust what everyone has, which yes. is that you know that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <sighs> so. Yeah, so we've got a litter box problem. We have to evaluate and right. determine the physical component wherever, if if that's an aspect, you know, of this. And so what's the other component of a litter box problem? Well, you know, again, the things that we're starting to look at past mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're going to look at social threats. Uh, social threats, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're looking at other animals in the house. Mm-hmm. And once we've maybe ruled that out, then we're looking at threats from without. Uh, are there stray animals in the neighborhood that are that are setting them off? Remember, this all comes back down to uh, that concept of territorial security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How yeah. is how is the Alamo looking today? Mm-hmm. Is the Alamo looking threatened? Well, mm-hmm. then you know this is my fortress and this is my moat. I'm going to mm-hmm. put a moat around the. <laughs> you know, and and that's that's just something. Again, that's the next place we would start looking. You know, where are the threats coming from? Right. Um, yeah, so, I get the, the moat concepts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally a moat. A moat. So of literally poop a, pee, pee, yeah. a pee poop moat. Yep. 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 And that's that, it. 
uh, yeah, and and uh, well, at least they don't use flaming arrows, you know? <laughs> so to speak. Well, I guess it, I hope you don't light it on fire. And, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, you yeah, know, I I think uh, those are the main places that we would start looking, and okay. uh, past there, um, you know, there's always nooks and crannies to hide in behaviorally, but that's that's where yeah. I come in. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I mean, the things that you're looking at are things like, for instance, perimeter marking. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, do you see marking that's being done uh, on the doorways, windows, uh, outward-facing walls, um, perimeters? That's, again, that's your moat. That's the cat letting the world know that this belongs to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that one of the things that you have to look at, and this is the thing that I talk about all the time, is from a cat's eye view, the world comes down to ownership. What do I own and what do I not own? If I don't own it, why don't I own it? And if I don't mm-hmm. own it, I'm going to own it. <laughs> These, This is what the cat sees the world as. And so, mm-hmm. you know, getting yourself into that mindset, you're going to find solutions to a lot of problems. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to walk you down the path, you know, that's all. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and uh, if I can leave you with anything at all, it would be a bond that maybe wasn't as big before because mm-hmm. uh, you understand where they're coming from a lot better than you might have. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, that, that's pretty, and that goes, by the way, for the aggression component too. It, it, yeah. First, we're, we're ruling out medical issues. Um, I'm not here to, to claim that uh, cats don't have chemical imbalances in the same way that humans, you know, have chemical imbalances. I've worked with plenty of them. You know, and they do. Where, mm-hmm. You know, I I definitely believe in holistic cures. Um, I don't think that it's the be all end all. Uh, no. I do believe of believe in availing ourselves of what's out there for us. Yes, um, whatever helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because it surprises a lot of folks that I'll, I'm fine with using drugs like Prozac mm-hmm. when the the circumstances call for it. Yeah. Um, I think that medications for humans and for animals are abused, and I think that mm-hmm. um, in in general, the medical community. Um, throws up their hands in terms of addressing the underlying issues and throws yes. pills in, in our general direction. That's exactly what they do because they don't have anything else. Right. They, yeah, they don't and have there's, And there may be no money in, you know, an herb or a essence or, you know, something. <laughs> there's or, no financial or, yeah, or, either. Or just so. trying to get into the, the mind, uh, you know, the connection of body and mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, look, I think that the holistic movement is, is gaining a lot of traction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, you know yep. my business is proof of that. Yes. Spirit Essence is, is proof of that. You know, yep. um, so I'm doing a little jig over here, but you know at the same mm-hmm. time I think. That, but anyway, yeah, I, I I think that with aggression you have to look at, you know, people know this. When I start having conversations before I even meet the cat, and they'll say to me, "No, he." just literally will be sitting there and he'll get this look mm-hmm. and in a split second I've got a cat on my face mm-hmm. or our other cat or our dog or a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that 
absolutely no provocation thing that I have mm-hmm. to go explore, but that, that would lead me to believe that uh, we've got more of a, an organic brain problem going on. Mm-hmm. Right. L- luckily, we can address that now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm. So one of the other issues of aggression I've noticed also with uh, the medical thing that we have to roll out is whether they're in some kind of pain. So of like course, you said, right. sometimes there's like simply a neurosnaps, you know, kind of a disorder going I mean, on. Even that, the, the most simple things. I've had yeah. cats snap out on on everybody, and it all came down to a bad tooth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, an exposed nerve. You know, I, I mean, yeah. um, arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. You know, uh, irritable bowel disease. I mean, well, that's the truth. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how. And again, when we work with things like flower essences, what we're saying is that look, you know, I have a formula called Creek Away. Creek Away <laughs> is not there to take the place of other um, herbal um, supplements, like you know, like Conjoitin and mm-hmm, MSM, mm-hmm. and um, but. Mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. same time, what, what it's there for is to unblock energy patterns. Oh. Is you know, for, for instance, with me, I'm a perfect example. I wake up in the mornings, and you know, I have I've had bad knees my, most of my life. Mm. And when the barometric pressure comes down, meaning when there's rain in the forecast, or I'm from back east and snow, mm-hmm. I would see I would see the color of the sky. Mm-hmm. Before I ever got out of bed, and then I'd start to rub my knees mm-hmm. before I actually felt the pain, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a blocked energy pattern. Yeah, and so we do the same thing with creek away. What we're trying to do is allow the animal to release the expectations of pain, ah. so then they can allow healing to happen. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. So. Releasing the expectation of pain is often more painful than the pain. <laughs> right. Well, sure. You well, know, then, we have another formula know. called trauma-free, which is our first mm-hmm. uh, post-traumatic stress disorder uh, <laughs> formula, and that is there again. Talk about the expectation of pain. Yeah. You expect that every time you see, let's just say that the, the animal is a victim of abuse, mm-hmm. that you every time I see a man, mm-hmm. um, I, I should evacuate my bowel. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's the expectation of pain, the expectation of terror, uh the expectation of of uh uh, uh mental beatdown that um that we can say to them, "No, no, no. Today is going to look like tomorrow, not yesterday." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. get with today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because today's a good thing and tomorrow will be right. a good thing too. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's good. This is good, Jackson. You're doing such a good work. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's. I'm not. Believe me, I'm not the only one. I'm, I I think that that uh, you know you do the the same kind of work I do, and I think that we're yeah. Uh, luck. You know, it's it's amazing because you've been doing this longer than I have, and it's amazing to know that we're not fringe anymore. Um, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> you know, We're not the, the woo-woo I, weirdos anymore. The woo-woo weirdos. <laughs> you know, that I'm not like the cat boy sitting on the mountaintop handing down, you know. It, 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 the, the thing is that, that I find really amazing is that we can gauge this by when you say what you do for a living, mm-hmm. how many people out of a hundred say you do what? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I told somebody this the other day 
and this is because of uh, some cool stuff that's happening mm-hmm. uh, for me, you know, in, in in other fronts. That a year from now, I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that where right now 75 out of 100 people say you do what, <laughs> that that number is uh-huh. going to go down to 10 out of 100. You bet. Um, and yeah. speaking of which, you've you're making some great strides in helping that happen yeah. by going mainstream media. I know. I cool. know. What <laughs> what can you tell us about what's coming? I know you can't tell us everything. I and can't tell you. I, you know, I, there's your a, lips are sealed. Most most of anything I can't tell you. I, okay. I all I can tell you is that I will. Um, if 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 your listeners watch animal programming, mm-hmm. that uh, by the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be in your living rooms. And how's that? Does that, that, that work? You know, uh, yes. Yeah, no, you I, know I, that uh, that uh, animal um, TV thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know, look, it's it's it's, it's funny because, uh, and, and I will definitely come back to you. Um, I think in the early part of the year in January, we'll yeah we'll be able to make more announcements about it. But good, good. It, you know, okay. we developed this. For the last two years, we're really proud cool. of what we've done. And, okay. uh, look, by and large, the, the most amazing contribution is that um, I'm going to be able to spread um, <laughs> my message. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, you know, we're going to be yeah. able to have the bully pulpit to talk from, and we're going to mm-hmm. be able to yeah. um, save cats. Yes. It's not that hard. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, I mean, yeah. on a, on a meta level, it's it's hard because yeah. we're trying to change the structure of a system that is just completely broken. Right. But um, right. on a on a your responsibility, my responsibility level, mm-hmm. we can keep cats from dying in shelters. Yeah. And dying on the street. Yeah. Today, and yeah. that's much yeah. as we can get out there and. Um, I couldn't be more excited about that. Uh, me either. And, you know, and even beyond just the basics of saving their life, we can enhance the quality Amen, of the sister. relationships between Amen. people and cats. And, you know, um, cats are brilliant. They are wise beyond beyond our knowing. And when we learn how to connect and relate to them, you know, embrace our inner tiger kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, we become better people. We become better humans. I, I, I mean, I think you're completely right, and I, I think that that you know another thing that I'm working I'm working on a book right now, and and oh, it's, it's it's just a very personal. Uh, it's not a how-to. It's not cats for dummies. It's it's mm-hmm. just a book about my journey with um, with one of my cats, and obviously okay. I've had many um, mm-hmm. in my life, but this guy uh, who just passed uh, a few months oh, ago, he. Uh, well, I mean, he was a butt kicker. I mean, he, I, he <laughs> taught me more about what I do for a living than, you know, and, and mm-hmm. led me forward. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, really, my understanding of cats went kaboom with him. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what what I think you and I are both saying is that you, as a cat guardian, you meaning whoever's listening to this right now, can have that kaboom moment. Mm-hmm. Where you realize that your connection with that individual cat can be translated to a commitment to all cats, 
yeah. just as your commitment with your dogs or your horses or your mm-hmm. guinea pigs or mm-hmm. your rabbits or can mm-hmm. be translated in a meta sense yeah. uh, and realize it's not just about, you know what, I've got a responsibility to show up, to volunteer. to mm-hmm. No, it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. about you being uh, complete through that connection. It's it's not a responsibility. It's it's a it actually feels really good. Right. Yes. It's not like I have to vacuum the living room. (laughs) 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 You know? Take out the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well let's take out the the junk and keep the keep the best of the relationship, you know, and 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 build it. There is nothing but the best, by the way. I mean, even when you're working through incredible difficulties, and and lately I've been working with clients who we're we're dealing with incredible mountains to climb, Mm -hmm. where I have to admit on a daily basis, you know what, I'm not the cat god here. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Mm -hmm. And and you and I and and, and your cats and your... we're, mm-hmm. we're going to discover this together. And, yes. And that yeah. process of discovery is, yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, well, it, it's what it's all about. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's, it's what life is about, the process of discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not, the, process, the process of humbling yourself. Oh, that's, by the way. It, you know, it, yes. Yeah. Surrender. Good. You yeah. know, I, I mean, there's, yeah. every day I have to remind myself that there's something else I have to surrender to. Um, and, you know, again, in the process of writing this book and, and dealing with the loss of, of Benny, the cat that, that just mm-hmm. died, his dying process was unbelievably frustrating mm-hmm. that that nobody could figure out what was happening to him. Oh, no. Um, and, you know, we're talking specialists on top of specialists. There was no answers to be had. Mm-hmm. And there came a point where for someone like me, and this is what I do for a living, and blah, 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 and there came that day where I realized that all I could do was surrender and be with him. Yeah. And seriously, be with him. You know, in in a loving, come on, let's, me and you just go through this, you know, and stop fighting it. Yes. Um, these are the kind of lessons that you don't just learn by reading a book. You know, um, this is, whether it's peeing on the carpet or or getting your arm scratched or having to deal with the inevitability mm-hmm. of, of having them die, mm-hmm. um, it's all, this sounds perverted, but it's all a gift. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's all a gift, and and uh, it's all something that that allows you to live, uh, you know, uh, a more Buddha-like life. You know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Eckhart Tolle said, um, "I've had many Zen masters in my life, all of them cats." No, did he say that? He did. <laughs> I'd like him better. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing. You know, and the only thing that keeps them, I, I think often the only thing that keeps them from being the Zen masters they are is our interference. You know, yes. it, it, exactly. it's, you know, us trying to impose <laughs> rules on them and, and them saying, but I'm a cat. 
Uh-huh. This is how we work. Yes. You know? um, yes. So, and that's, you know, coming full circle to our discussion, yeah. I'm not a dog. Yeah, yep. You know, I'm, yep. I'm not about to accept. Newsflash. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, well, um, let's stop here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we have, I, I could talk to you literally for days. <laughs> um, and I want to come back and let's pick it up again, um, when you get a little closer to revealing, you know, the, the new shows Absolutely. that are coming out in January of, of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll catch it up again and we'll continue the conversation. I want to thank you for your time, and I hope that everyone listening um, has a gr- much greater appreciation for their cat um, and has a better concept of how to become and embrace your inner cat, <laughs> your Zen master, your own personal Zen master. Um, so thank you. Thanks again for the good work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life.